Music plays a large part in this week's episode, so I will quote an old Three Dog Night song that says, One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 88 of the Resilient Journey podcast presented by the Resilience Think Tank. I'm your host, Mark Hoffman, and this week I'm pleased to be joined by the three other managing partners of the Resilience Think Tank, James Green, Lisa Jones, and Milena Meneva. This is another fun episode as we'll talk about the importance of being connected, the attributes of a resilient leader, and I ask each one what song they would choose to be played when they walked into a room. We talk about the sense of community and why emotional intelligence matters. The Resilient Journey is a Resilience Think Tank production. Malena, James, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you. How's everybody doing? I'm wonderful. James, you all right? Doing all right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Mark. All right. I got a question for you. Uh, If there was to be a song that was played whenever you walked into a room, what song would you pick? I'll go first. I'll go first. So I, my, my song that would play is beautiful by Carol King. Nice. Love it. There's a, you know, there's a Frank Sinatra song called, have you met Miss Jones? That wouldn't be too bad either. Or me and Mrs. Jones, please don't play that one. (laughs) (laughs) James Molina, you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I'm in a mood this week. So I'm going to say Big Pimpin' by (laughs) Jay-Z. That is very fitting for you, James. (laughs) Nice. I I, I can see it. Milena? I think uh, we're champions, for sure. Um, I really like that. And I think I'm in the mood for We'll Rock You. Um, It it made a comeback uh, to London in the theaters. I'm quite excited um, to just commemorate, you know, all the amazing songs and spirit from that time. There you go. Good choices. I would pick uh, pick up the pieces by the average white band. Just a nice, cool vibe when you walk in. I like it. And, uh, you know, it kind of represents what we do, right? We're always picking up pieces of something that's uh, breaking here or there. So first time we've done this collectively, the four of us, uh, as the managing partners of the Think Tank. So welcome to the podcast. And I want to talk a little bit about being connected. Um, I've been talking to a lot of people lately about the importance of being connected and having a sense of community in our industry. So James, we'll start with you. Talk about how the Resilience Think Tank offers that sense of community in our industry. Yeah, well, you know, when you're a resilience pirate like me, you need a crew and you need people you can trust. But seriously, I find that resilience is often a lonely profession. It's very easy to feel isolated And I also feel as more of us work from home and more of us are hybrided, uh, hybrid, it's also easy to feel isolated. And you need your colleagues. You need a community to turn to for guidance and insight and even friendship. And I think we're really excited to see that the feeling of community that's grown since we founded the think tank. And I'm also really excited to see how that that feeling of community is going to evolve even further later this year. Yeah, I was uh, hoping you were going to talk a little bit about that because we do have some things coming, uh, not ready maybe to 
to talk about them too much, but that sense of community, I think, will even increase more. Lisa, Melina, anything you want to add to that? I would just add to what James said. I mean, as as humans, we are we have the infinite affinity to be with others. And like James said, within our industry, I've, I've found over the years, the sense of community has been huge. I don't think I could have excelled in my career without uh, the help of others, of networking with others. So <clears throat> what we're doing at the, at the Resilience Think Tank is just taking it to another level of how do we uh, enhance people's careers? How do we provide guidance? How do we provide resources? Uh, how, do we, how do we find answers to questions when we are uh, almost isolated in our, in our organizations? Yeah, I like that. And just to add, um, I think since our inception, we obviously started on a great topic of articulating value as a business continuity professional, resilience professional to the industry. And it's all about that giving back to the community, you know, sharing knowledge and expanding on all the experiences we've had, um, and especially supporting people that are a team of one uh, or just starting out in the industry. Uh, we've released so many interesting, you know, um, projects in the past couple of uh, years, you know, talking about the importance of resilience, talking about the leadership of resilience, you know, the next generation of resilience. So it's exciting to see all of that together, um, you know, from, from our fantastic group. Yeah. And, and one of the things we did was the future of resilience. And I'm going to be talking about that at BCI World later this year. So that'll be fun too. And Melena, one of the things that we do around community is uh, the, the use of social media. And you and James do a great job at that for the think tank. Uh, Lisa and I are always uh, uh, looking up at, at, at you two as uh, you know the work that you do there. So talk about the messaging of the resilience think tank uh, in, in our social media posts and what we're trying to accomplish and deliver there. Um, yeah, thanks, Mark um, and Lisa, of course. <laughs> it's it's uh, really great to use social media as, um, you know, an avenue to express um, everything that is happening in our industry. We've been really lucky to gain uh, a huge following and a huge support from our network so we can raise that awareness, so we can push, you know, all the important topics that we think are important and relevant to um, our industry and obviously helping professionals and spotlighting professionals in the industry who have something to say, who, who want to share their experience, who want to share their knowledge, who are ready, you know, to, to build that uh, future of resilience. And I think social media is a fantastic um, avenue to do that. Um, we have, um, we are almost everywhere. We are on LinkedIn, which we have obviously our biggest uh, professional following. We have a Twitter account, which we share the latest news. And we have a YouTube channel, which we upload um, all of our webinars, videos, and exciting interviews. So there is a lot to come on um, our social media pages. So keep an eye for that. James, we also have uh, some other sort of specialty outlets, don't we? Like, uh, I mean, the podcast for, for sure, but um, here lately we've been uh, experimenting a little bit with some short videos. You want to talk a little bit about those? They've been quite successful. Yeah. What I love about social media is its reach. So I did an in-person event last week and I was very grateful to be there and honored to be there. There was 10 people. 
the think tank, we we have thousands of people uh, interact with our content every week. And I love that we can reach that many people mm-hmm. around the globe that quickly. And I think we try to be mindful of different generations of people and, and different people around the world like to interact with different types of content. So our, our videos do very well. Our, our, our graphics do very well with different groups, our texts. I really love that you can, you know, reach so many different types of people uh, so geographically diverse in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I like that. And just and we- wait till, I was going to say, and just wait till we get on TikTok. We are going to blow up. <laughs> I can totally see Mark doing a TikTok video. Come on, Mark, let's, let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> Remember, I have the power to edit out whatever I don't like about these uh, <laughs> interviews. Lisa, you and I have something kind of brewing, don't we? It's a, uh, an event that's coming up at the end of June. So talk a little bit about this uh, workshop that we've been working on. Yes, I am so excited. This is our first workshop that uh, the Resilience Think Tank is putting on. And, and the topic is the four pillars of a resilient leadership. Um, we're in this workshop, the things we want to talk about are what are the four pillars of leadership? We are going to talk about emotional intelligence, thinking critically, uh, effective communication, how to manage up. And also with these, with the four pillars, the thing, the thing we will reveal is what is that common thread that brings all these things together. And that, uh, is the underlying key to be for our resilience leadership. So I'm very excited uh, on the 28th, uh, the conversations just from me and Mark are having and, and the things that we're discovering about uh, leadership, not that we didn't know, <laughs> but once you really start talking about it um, and really excited to share it with our community. Yeah, for sure. And, and James, you had a post about this, I think last week, and you said something about leadership, not necessarily being related to a title. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about it, there's more managers needed in this world than there are actual leaders to fill those positions. Mm -hmm. So think about your organization where you work. How many people have the title manager and above? I would say quite a few. But then how many of those people would you consider real leaders? I think the answer to those questions are very different. And so we find, you know, leadership's about making a positive impact on others, regardless of the situation, regardless of your title, regardless of who's watching, and really regardless of if there's a benefit to you or not. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, one of the things we've been talking about is emotional intelligence. And I don't know, is that something that people spend a lot of time talking on? We we talk about soft skills or emotional intelligence. So Lisa, what what do we mean by that? So emotional intelligence in a nutshell is really the ability to uh, control your emotions and not only just controlling your emotions, being able to be aware of others and how do you use that information to leverage communication uh, to be successful. I think people take it for granted um, how important emotional intelligence is and also their soft skills. We talk about this, I think the four of us talk about this all the time. When you look at job descriptions and they have these various fundamental things that need to be done, 
But yet as professionals and as leaders, the the key that makes us almost most successful is, is emotional intelligence and is are those soft skills and how we and how it helps us lead. One of the other pillars too that we're going to be talking about is strategic thinking. And I, I kind of want to jump in on that because I think it's important to have a big picture view of things. And I think a lot of times when you look at things from uh, a strategic view, from looking at the big picture, you can uh, remove the emotion from it. Uh, so for example, maybe you get some feedback from a client or from an employer that on the surface might rile you up, might make you uh, have a certain emotional response to it. If you can look past that, if you can look at the bigger picture to understand whether there might be other factors that you didn't consider or things like that, I think a lot of times that that can help. And I think that having a strategic view of our organization or of the leadership to understand uh, some of the other factors that they're going through can uh, also make us a a better leader. So I'm really looking forward to that part of the workshop where we can dig in and uh, really explore the benefits and the values of looking at the big picture and thinking strategically. And just think about it from a uh, from a resilient professional or practitioner uh, perspective. We deal a lot with seeing taking the strategic view, and I've found that professionals that are most successful are the ones that can see the big picture and then use it to use tactical uh, steps to address. Um, and I, and that is also some of our detriment because we see we see such a big picture of an organization, we tend to become very tactical talking about functions and processes mm-hmm. um, and and how we how do you manage that or how do you balance uh, seeing things both tactically and strategic. So I'm looking this part of the, the the workshop, I think it's going to be very important for many professionals to grasp. Yeah, but so many times too, that whole strategic thinking is just missing and people just jump right to the tactical and they start acting and they don't really have a plan or they don't know why they're acting. Definitely. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yep. The, the third pillar is uh, communicating effectively. And I think, well, I know what we're going to be doing is looking at the first two pillars as we prepare people to communicate more effectively. We all have probably examples of things that we've done or said that we could go back and look at and say, man, I wish I communicated a little bit better on that. Talk about the value of being a good communicator, particularly in our roles and particularly as a leader. I think it's become even more important the last few years. We're all on Teams, we're all on Zoom, we're all in email and WhatsApp. And body language is much harder to read and you can't infer tone at all. So if we used to be in person or around people, that's a more natural form of communication. So it's become much more important as we work with and interact with people we may never meet in person to be able to communicate you know, across cultural barriers, across language barriers. Uh, you know, camera off camera, mic on mic. It's 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 how people are going to succeed in their careers now. Is that effective communication? I think went from a soft skill and a nice to have to a need to have. It's going to be imperative if you want to be successful in your career and, and at your organization. Yeah, I like that. I was uh, speaking with someone not that long ago, um, CEO of an organization, and he said to me. 
he's always getting comments from his direct reports that he needs to be clearer in his instructions. And I mean, here's a guy who's been doing this for 30 plus years. And, you know, even he still gets reminded from time to time, clarity, 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 that type of thing. Melina, the, the last uh, pillar that we're going to be talking about in the workshop is something called managing up. Have you had a situation where you had to either coach or manage expectations above your level? Absolutely. Um, in fact, many stories come to mind, um, but in our profession, we have to do that. We are often probably one of the very few departments that have a very holistic perspective of um, what our organization does. And we know that to details uh, because we conduct, you know, all those BIAs and business continuity planning and, and all those risk assessments. But essentially, managing up would mean that you need to combine um, you know, a lot of skills in leadership that would require that emotional intelligence, that would require um, effective communication and that strategic thinking to create, um, you know, better relationships so you can pass your points across. Sometimes we might not be in the position or we might, our title might not be enough, you know, to communicate at a board level or in the C-suite. And how do we get a seat at the table if we're not invited? So we need to build um, a lot of effective um, relationships with people who have a seat at the table so we can pass, you know, our message, so we can promote, you know, what we do, so we can build that resilience in a better way. So we have to be that strategic partner and managing up, it's, it's all about that, building relationships, communicating effectively, um, creating and fostering collaboration and support. Um, there is... Um, a lot of things that come to mind, uh, there is uh, obviously understanding perspectives of the business. You have to understand what is important to the business right now. Um, how can you promote that with what you do and how can you build resilience around that? And, and obviously in leadership is different because um, decision makers need to make decisions fast. And sometimes they might not have um, all the pieces of the puzzle together to make that decision. So how can you collaborate and how can you support them to make that happen? So there is quite a lot of pieces to um, that puzzle and I'm really excited for the workshop that's uh, coming on that. So I'm really keen to hear what um, you have prepared for us. One of the um, important aspects of that is your reputation. You talked about relationship there, but you know if, if you can maintain a good reputation within your organization, that's going to go a long way towards your ability to coach or, or to manage up. And uh, it could be very difficult to do that if your reputation has is been tarnished, right? I mean, I agree. And I also I also see managing up as the person being an ally for their their uh, their leadership and their C-suite. Um, it's almost as if you're it's almost as if you could you're a consultant. Um, they're looking for you to help bring their vision into fruition and also provide feedback on how to do those things. Um, and once you get that, uh, when you get that respect uh, when, when people feel confident about the work that you do, um, it's almost on autopilot. So you go from particular, an example would be if you have a manager who likes to micromanage because they feel like they want to be in control. And when you show them that you are providing value, how much less likely will they micromanage? I mean, not all the time, but once they get that uh, feeling of, of, you know, confidence in you, then you become an ally to that, to your, to your leadership. And you, 
in the end, you'll help them shine. Now, I, there are cases, and we'll talk about this during the workshop, of what about those times when you are managing up and you don't get the credit for things? How mm -hmm. do you, what does that look like? And what's that mean for your career? So uh, those are some of the things we, we definitely want to dive deeper in during the workshop. Yeah, we, we always talk about uh, making our managers or our clients look good and, and, you know, that goes a long way. But you're right, sometimes we get overlooked when, when that happens. James? Yeah, Mark, I'll give you uh, two very honest examples from my career. So prior to founding the Resilience Think Tank with the three of you and launching Illuminate Advisory, I worked for two companies. Uh, one company, I was effective at managing up and I got promoted. And another company, I was not effective at managing up and I got fired. And that's just, that's like black and white of, of what happens. So and that's why I'm so excited about this workshop because this pillar managing up is, you know, hugely important to people's careers. And like you said, making sure they get the credit for the work they're doing, making sure they understand what's important to their managers and leaders and ultimately succeeding. Yeah. And it's such a, a, a unique skill to be able to do that, to be able to, um, you, Lisa used the term consult. Uh, I'll use sort of a, a, a modern day term and it's influence. I mean, if we can be an influencer within our own organization, uh, that goes a long way. All right. So the workshop is June 28th. It's online. Um, where can people register for this? They can register on the event tabs of our website, resiliencethinktank.com. Perfect. So jump on in. We'd be happy to have you. Any closing words? Uh, what are you excited about, uh, about the future of the Resilience Think Tank? Let's start with Lisa Jones. You got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love about there's a couple things first of all it has been a pleasure to work to be involved with the three of you guys uh really feeling uh bringing a sense of community to our industry not that it has been missing from our our industry but we i feel like we have enhanced it more than some of the organizations that i've been involved in um, and I'm looking forward to the amount of feedback that we get from our from our community, as well as the things that we're looking to launch throughout the year. I suspect that our industry will take note, um, and I'm hoping that what what we're doing is adding value uh, to professionals. Malena Meneva. definitely excited about the future of the think tank and the future of resilience and what we can bring uh, to the table. I'm certainly excited about the evolving landscape and, um, you know, changing mindsets and influencing people. Um, I'm quite excited about the exciting projects we uh, got coming. So I'm really um you know, keen for people to uh, hear about them very soon. I'm really 
excited to obviously um, attend the workshop, which is at the end of the month. And um, I encourage others to subscribe to that. Hey, let me jump over to you here, Jazzy. James Green. It's big pimping, baby. That's right. Big pimping, spinning cheese. Yeah, I'm really excited how the Resilience Think Tank continues to shine a spotlight on diversity of thought of people in our professions around the world. And I'm really excited to attend yours and Lisa's workshop at the end of the month. All right. Hey, look, thank you all for doing this. We'll have to get you all back together again at some point in the future and talk about some other things that might be uh, on the horizon. Uh, But for now, thanks, everyone. And uh, again, don't forget to register for the workshop that's coming up on June 28th. I want to say a huge thank you to my co-founders and managing partners of the Resilience Think Tank, James Green, Lisa Jones, Malena Meneva, for joining me on the podcast today to talk about leadership, to talk about community, and the work that the Resilience Think Tank is doing to build community in the resilience industry, and to talk about the upcoming workshop, The Four Pillars of Resilient Leadership. We're going to continue to explore resilience with another great guest next week, so join us, won't you? as we continue our resilient journey.